Good morning. It's been a long time since I've been here. I'm Father David Hemmer. I used to be an associate here in 2013, 2016. It's been a while. I'm up in Tipton now at the St. Joseph Retreat and Conference Center, and it's a pleasure to be here with you all this morning. Noise. You can hear it all around you. It can be the gentle sound of wind on a cool fall morning, the noise of a crowd cheering at a ball game. It can be noise of a busy office, home, or shopping center. Noise. It can also be inside of us. The thoughts that go through our minds about what we're to do the next minute, hour, day, week, month. The inner noise of a comment made by a friend, superior or random person in traffic. The inner noise can be just as loud as the exterior noise. All noise makes it difficult for us to really listen to the voice of God. The psalmist today in the responsorial psalm gives insight on how to listen to the voice of the Lord. This psalm, Psalm 95, is used each day to open the church's round of prayer, the liturgy of the hours. It sets the stage for each day's encounter with the Lord for those who are willing to listen. Mother Marie McCabe, a former abbess up at Mount St. Mary's uh, Abbey in Rentham, Massachusetts, put something like this. Each day is a new creation, and he who holds the depths of the earth in his hands holds us too. He gives us today. He gives us himself today. He renews with us the covenant in which we become his people and he our God. The God who makes covenant with us also longs to draw us to himself and to speak to our hearts. To understand that the Lord longs to renew this covenant and speak with us is a rather humbling thought to ponder. It takes the act of humbling ourselves as that first step in really beginning to prepare ourselves to listen to God's voice. The psalmist recognizes this and invites us to bow down in worship, to kneel before the God who made us, if you ever have the privilege of being at the Poor Clare Monastery in Kokomo, you can't see it, but you can hear it. Every time they pray those words, as they open it up, when it says, bow down low, they bow down low, and they kneel. Can't see it, but you can hear it. And that's the first way, even physically, that they make themselves ready to hear the voice of God. The posture of, of bending low allows us to remember that God is God and I am not. 
He's the creator. I'm the created. Thomas Merton, the famous Trappist monk from the Abbey of Gethsemane, builds on this idea when he once wrote, something deep within us yearns to express our creaturehood fully by bending low before God, by yielding to the desire to praise him at no less cost than that wild, perfect, supreme love that transcends every other love, every other work, every other desire, to lose itself entirely from the eyes of men in that abyss which is known as adoration. This is the adoration of the Lord to which we are invited to start the day, and it sets the stage for being ready to listen to the voice of the Lord in prayer and in those we meet each day. True listening to God requires us to be humble, reverent, and bent low. Think of Moses at the sight of the burning bush. He did all three of these things as then he heard God's voice. To hear his voice is to really listen and obey. That's what Habakkuk did today in answer to his prayer. He hears the voice of God. He listens and obeys and brings it to the people. The psalmist then imparts some crucial wisdom for us if we are to begin to listen to the Lord. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts. This is hard to do. The noise that enters inside of us and sometimes lives inside of us makes it difficult. We can be Masa Ameriba, just as they were the places where Israel revolted against the Lord. We can be those very same places where we revolt our inclination to not listen to the voice of the Lord, to get on with the day because I don't have time for you, God. I've got important things I have to do. But we also have Jesus to help us. And he teaches us how to listen to the voice of the Father as well as the help of the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul reminds us today. When we follow the advice of the psalmist, we can truly enter the presence of the Lord with praise and thanksgiving as we quiet ourselves so as to be ready to hear his voice. The psalmist thus invites us to leave the interior and exterior noise aside, to make ourselves available to receive what the Lord longs to give us, at times, it can be hard to find that place of silence, though, and that's the beauty of going on a retreat. We in the Diocese of Lafayette in Indiana have a beautiful retreat center in Tipton. I'm biased. It's beautiful. If you've never been up there, it's a little more than a half hour north. Once they get all this construction done, it'll probably be right out a half hour. It's a wonderful retreat center on the site of the former, such as the St. Joseph Mother House. Forty acres, beautiful, peaceful. 
It's literally in the middle. I like to tell when the high school kids come, you're literally in the middle of a cornfield on three sides. <laughs> and then you got Division Row going in front. It's a wonderful place to come. We offer weekday and weekend retreats. One of the ones that I've seen a lot of Mount Carmel people come to is our getaway for a day. Once a month on a Tuesday from 9 to 3, we offer you know, adoration, mass, confessions, lunch, and daytime prayer. You can do any of it or none of it. You can just go and wander the grounds. If it's rainy, we, people go up on the second and third floors where there's uh, a nature walk with pictures and psalm verses on the second floor. The third floor, we've got great works of art that help us to meditate on the salient points of salvation history. Shrines, grottoes, other interesting things, along with the Sisters Cemetery, all become points of encounter with the Lord. Coming on retreat is one way that gives retreatants a way to enter into that silence, and that silence that allows us to listen to the voice of the Lord. Another thing we do is offer days of reflection. Uh, we have one coming up at the end of the month on the rosary. We'll have the opportunity to pray the rosary at different spots on the ground. We do it on other things, saints, prayer, or sometimes people come up and create their own retreat. We have a two-bedroom log cabin that people come and just come away, and uh, an old um, farmhouse that has five bedrooms that other small groups come, and they just do their own retreat. If you want more information about our diocesan website, if you're web savvy, we're just at stjosephretreat.org. Check us out. If you just look up St. Joseph Retreat Tipton, it should come up. A retreat is a great opportunity to get away from the noise that surrounds us, that inhibits our ability to listen to the voice of the Lord. An annual retreat is important enough that the church encourages us to go on one. In canon law, it says you know, once a year people should make a retreat just to pull away from that noise, a day of reflection, just to get away. What's keeping you from experiencing this unique opportunity to leave that noise of everyday life behind so as to encounter the Lord and listen to his voice?